like my first experience of marketing was more just that creative execution like we were kind of get given so that was working for a building company and I think you basically would just get given what you had to do and it was that run with it and execute it but that was probably to your point still in the time of big advertising dollars so you're spending millions of dollars on advertising every year so and I think probably that was even before the shift to digital digital and that really measurable marketing this is the startup reality podcast bringing you honest conversations with founders business owners and industry professionals aimed at sharing what it means to find your voice grow your business and achieve success the way you define it Whether that's growing your career or starting a business, the Startup Reality Podcast shares insights for the journey ahead, the challenges awaiting, and the strategies used to overcome them. In today's episode, I am talking with a good friend of mine, Bryony, who has been a marketing leader in the construction industry for quite some time now. Today, we debate on what the marketing function serves within a business and organization, how you can structure your teams and how you might want to structure those teams. But we also discuss how different departments see marketing and whether or not we need to change that view because we recognize as marketing professionals and as business owners that the marketing function is more than the promotion aspect of the marketing piece. But before we begin, in the spirit of reconciliation, the Startup Reality Podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today. Let's start this conversation and I'll speak to you guys after. I think the digital shift has probably sort of helped marketers be more strategic. But I also think, yeah, I completely believe that marketing and sales should work together. And I also think that the senior, the most senior marketer in the team should be highly operational in terms of understanding the actual business strategy as well. So not even just the like business unit strategies, but like what does the actual company as a whole stand for and how how does the marketing function support that? So I always see marketing as a support function, but I think with the data that marketing has access to, there's that like there is that opportunity to create operational change. And I think a smarter organization or an organization that recognizes marketing as being more just more than just pretty picture drawers. Um, is the right environment to kind of stay ahead of the curve. Yeah, because, like, that's how I I see it too, but I I guess I just wanted to see whether or not um, or challenge my world view, (laughs) which was recently disrupted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think I have this conversation with people all the time, like, as for me, the creative execution, obviously, as marketers, we always want to create something beautiful and something that means something. But then I suppose getting down to the detail of like for like a brochure and the exact picture that goes on that exact page, I think the value is more added 
by understanding the target audience and, you know, you don't need a product manager or a, you know, project consultant to be giving you that kind of feedback because realistically if the operational objectives are being met, then that should all just flow. Yeah. So, and you sh- go for and it. So, and sorry. And so do you think like marketing should not be afraid of being accountable to those business-based KPIs because we should be confident that when we understand it, we're developing campaigns that can deliver on those business outcomes. Otherwise, we can... Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Because if I think about it, like, where I am now, the minute I walked into the business, so, for example, like a project that we're launching was just in the, like, visioning stages and I was included and subsequently, like, the marketing manager that's come in underneath me has been included in that initial visioning piece and how the sales strategy is going to work and the timing on releasing to market and all of those implications. And I think it allows a richness of understanding within the marketing team to be able to execute better. I think there's, and then to be able to uh, say, be held to those objectives because you understand what the sales strategy is. So you're able to develop campaigns, whether it's advertising, creative, above the line, below the line, like you're able to bring everything together so much better because you've been on that journey from the beginning and been involved and had input yeah yeah I'm glad I'm glad that's how you see the operation <laughs> of the marketing team. um yeah I've got a friend who she's in a similar um position as you where she's kind of building the marketing team you know from an for an organization that's growing and then now needs that marketing function and I think I don't know if in your experience when you're kind of doing the same thing where you're building the marketing function for an organisation that it actually, because people don't understand what marketing is, they do think it is a creative department and immediately as she's joined, um, she's just getting things like, can you create this fly, can you do this thing? And it's for her a process of educating that marketing is more than just advertising. Did you find the same thing when you join organisations that have a, a smaller or we are 100% going through that process now so I've been where I am now for nearly five months and now I've got a team underneath me and I've just sort of had a discussion with the directors of the business and said because the business is rapidly growing and because people have come from different facets so we've got people in the business who have never worked anywhere else we've got people who've come from massive corporate organizations and like everything in between So you've got all these individuals in a business who have different concepts of what marketing does. So, for example, like I had someone email me the other day asking me to put time in my diary to uh, format a tender document in Word for them. (laughs) So the the marketer in me is like, um, that is probably one of the most insulting things you can ask someone to do. But then at the other scope of that, if he's, worked in an organization where they have had literally like a graphic designer who does that sort of stuff for them then they don't know any difference so I think it's really important from an organizational perspective I guess really that whole like from the top mentality to be empowered to have those marketing leaders empowered to take the teams on a journey so essentially like operationally what I've done is put together I guess a list of what marketing does (laughs) for ease of reference Um, and then I guess whether we're a lead in that process or a stakeholder and 
whether that is managed internally and externally because the whole business really needs to understand and it's hard. You can't really blame people or be frustrated if you haven't done that education piece with them. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think the biggest risk you have of mar- is of, as marketers is going into a role regardless of sort of how senior it is and you're in the interview and they tell you what they think marketing is or they sell you the dream and then you get in there and you do realise that you're just a creative department or that you've got someone who's got absolutely no marketing skills being the person who's delegating that work to you. So I think as, you know, leaders and shaping what marketing looks like, we need to be really careful about what role you choose to go into and understand what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. No, that's – and so would you caution marketing managers – to to not position themselves as the advertising and creative department in an organisation? Absolutely. I think as well, like, doing whatever you can do to provide the context or to make the jobs easier of those stakeholders to try and avoid that as well. So, like, I guess, like you were saying, your friend's doing is taking people on that journey to make sure that they have a really thorough understanding of the processes that you undertake as marketers, whether the things are in-house or out-house and, you know, how that plays out. Um, But I think you've got to make sure that you're setting up those boundaries quite early so that you don't get pulled into just getting a creative brief and executing it without any context. Like making sure the marketing team has access to the context is probably one of the biggest things for me. Yeah. And I think that, like, um, you're right. Like, I think depending on the size, sometimes when you're a small business, you think marketing is a graphic designer. So the first skill you hire is a graphic designer, but it's not marketing. That's just creative services. And then as you start to grow, then you bring in um, an actual strategic marketer because you want to and you recognize that you don't really understand how to do marketing more broadly and then there's this learning curve that you have to go through to understand what marketing actually is and how it can help strategically and lead the creative function um one of the interesting conversations i've been having about this topic as well is around while there is a point in which you may choose to insource creative elements, which does create that kind of creative services arm within the marketing team. Um, And, you know, there's different views on when that point is, but I guess it's really when financially there is so much output from the creative services department that your agency fees would outweigh the cost of just bringing in a full-time resource um, within the marketing department. And then you kind of have your two arms, your senior marketing manager with your kind of other marketing managers who are strategically led from an initiative perspective and then you have your creative services arm which is your copywriters your internal copywriters and your internal design do you see that that is something that might happen within a marketing team too or would you completely leave that outsourced yeah it's interesting because i've worked in both environments so i suppose the job that i left we had a lot of that was insourced. So most of the like basic flyer, brochure, creation, those bits and pieces, EDMs and like website updates and all that sort of stuff was all done in-house, whereas where I am now it's all out-house. And I think there's a couple of things that kind of play into that is I think 
the business has to be really strategic if they decide to in-house creative because as marketers, there's probably not very many people who are really, really good generalist marketers in terms of then, you know, people who are good at copywriting are not necessarily good at graphic design. And so I think setting that expectation within the business that you're not just going to have a marketing coordinator who is a gun and in design, but also can, you know, write a brochure copy in a couple of hours that's going to get no feedback on it. Um, and I think then also the other part that has been interesting for me to kind of get have that exposure to, I guess, the financial side of the business is understanding where that resource is charged to and how that model works within your business. So, um, for example, whether you are recouping those costs of outsourcing through a project management fee or a development fee or something like that, then it means that the company doesn't have to wear the cost of that. And if the company is set up to be able to recharge like that, then that necessity to bring it in-house might just not exist. Um, And I think sometimes it's always the danger of in-housing. And I feel like every single company goes through those um, sort of ebbs and flows where everything gets in-housed and then everything gets out-housed again. And I think it's really hard, particularly then when people leave, if you've got someone who is really skilled and who knows your brand really well and has been writing and producing this content or creative for a number of years and they leave and you try and bring that in-house, there's usually that sort of jarring difference between what was and what's new, whereas sometimes without housing stuff, you've kind of got that continuation is less, you, you don't have that friction, I suppose, when you change team members. Yeah, because it's not um, person-reliant, you're right. And I think that that's the value of outsourcing. You get access to many, many more resources than a single resource because what one person can't do and in that team, another person might be able to assist, whereas when you hire one person, that that's the skill set that you've kind of got access to. Um, it's the same with, like, web development and stuff like that. You can hire an internal web developer or you can utilise an entire team of 20 brains yeah to to build your to build your website and it's going to be more you know productive and you know more creative than just one person you know not being challenged with I guess the the output of how they how they do that yeah absolutely I suppose CRM and like marketing functions relating to CRM is also another huge example so like you may bring in in-house the CRM resource, but then still use that resource to project manage an external agency. That would probably be how I would do it because the same thing, you've got someone then who has all that knowledge in the business and if they leave, then you're left wide open, you're completely unprotected. Um, and exactly like you've said, why would you not have one resource project marketing, those 20 minds who are all working together on your CRM or, you know, associate programs? marketing clouds etc yeah no and I think that then aligns good with um your view of the marketing function because then the marketing team internally manage it does still do the creative services but manages it through agency it's not that you don't do it but you're not redesigning um word docs to format (laughs) (laughs) that is not your function But no, kind of, not a career highlight. Yeah, that's not, career, <laughs> not what you're going to put on a resume. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good to know. And I think, like, um, everyone does run their teams a little bit differently. And I think that everyone kind of sticks to what they're comfortable with. So there are, you know, structures that obviously 
I've witnessed now where they like to stick to the traditional function of being in um, a creative services department. But I just think that there's so much risk in limiting your skills and your positioning your department there because then it doesn't means also means you don't have a seat at the table. Um, yeah. And you lose budget really quickly because you're not accountable. You know, like. I just, and I just think it makes it like it makes it so much easier to be challenged as a marketing department, right? Like if you can't actually align what you're doing to financial slash sales or organisational objectives, like what leg have you got to stand on? Like we've worked. I feel like I don't know. Maybe this generation of marketers have worked really hard to get out of that rut of just being the the flyer makers. But I think we've always had logic behind what we're doing. And if you don't have that, you can't apply that logic or you can't demonstrate that logic, then you're really just doing yourself a disservice. Yep. And so, <laughs> and so with that said, how, how would you structure your team and does it vary um, based on organisation, type of product, um, you know, size of company? How do you normally plan on structuring your team when you have to build teams for organisations? Yeah, I think it massively depends on the size of the company. I suppose the intelligence, for lack of a better word, of the company. Um, So like you said, if it really is this massive base that just wants to churn and burn collateral, then I would probably be more sort of lower level resource heavy. So have more of your coordination sort of level staff to be managed by a couple of more senior stakeholders. Whereas it's been interesting coming into this role because interestingly enough, when they started interviewing me, they'd originally been looking for a coordinator um, and the recruiter that they were speaking to was like, well, the amount of work you need to do, you need someone to come in at the head and set out your strategic objectives and then build the team underneath that role. And I think even for me, my first recruit was basically the person who would be my like right-hand person because I think it's so important to, if you are going to have those operational and those strategic objectives to have someone that just gets that um, and is kind of able to, to run alongside you and disseminate what you want to do into those sort of actionable items. So for me, the way that I've structured it here is I've hired sort of the, the key traditionalist marketer Um, and then a key digital marketer and basically brought them in and then sort of immediately resourced the coordination levels underneath them. And I suppose we've had the luxury of us being able to um, take on work as and when we can. So sort of because there's so many divisions within the organisation that I'm working for, that's been a positive. But I think it's really important not to underestimate the value of senior people and making sure that you have enough senior people in their chosen fields. So, again, with the generalist versus traditionalist, I think there's such a difference in those two roles now that you would want to be mindful to make sure that you're sort of catering for the requirements of both instead of sort of putting all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. And there we have it. That was a general view of how you can structure different marketing teams and how you might transition from onboarding more junior staff to help with creative execution and as your business grows, start to bring on more strategic staff to really look at how the marketing function can support other areas of your business being your sales and growth product strategies. Um, The next part, we're going to start to 
discuss what kind of skills you would need if you do want to um, pursue a marketing career and what you might consider when it comes to beginning that path. What is your view, and we can close up on this one, on if you want to be a, a marketer in this day and age, what are the skills you think are now becoming more valuable, but also where do you think that's going to change anytime soon and where you think the future of marketing really is for organisations? Um, one of the key ones that I think sometimes gets missed in marketing is the stakeholder management piece. So I think that ability to really clearly and succinctly articulate what your objectives are, whether that is strategically or literally with a brochure and, you know, why you put something at, in a certain place or I guess why you're undertaking a particular campaign strategy, I think being able to sort of make sure that you can get that across and get the buy-in with the minimum amount of sort of pushback and questions is really important. I think it's so, with particularly in businesses that don't necessarily understand marketing, it can still, in this day and age, be so easy to get caught up in, in things that are really are not going to change the overall campaign. So I sort of try and take a step back personally and go, well, if we make this change, do we think that that's going to change the number of sales that are made? Or do we think that we will achieve, the, like, will changing this, like, turn the needle um, on what we want to achieve with the campaign or with the project. And I think the stakeholder management piece is really important because you can be the most proficient marketer, but if you can't explain why you're doing what you're doing to people, then you're never going to be able to execute or deliver to your fullest ability. Um, I think that will could really will continue to be important, but I think even just in terms of as marketers making sure that we're embedding ourselves in the business as much as possible. So I guess personally, I've always tried to understand the other facets of the business. So I suppose my background being more construction, like making sure that I understand the drafting department and understand the estimating department and understand the sales strategies and um, all of the sort of like technical level of details because it gives you a wider context and allows you to sort of demonstrate to that business that you're willing to go on the journey with them. And I think that that makes it easier for them to be willing to go on that marketing journey with you. So my advice would be, yeah, get in, get stuck in and understand as much about the actual business as you can rather than um, just staying in a little marketing bubble. <laughs> and I think they both go hand in hand. I think to your point with um, stakeholder management, the lack of skill in that area because of the lack of um, or I guess, for the generalisation of what marketing actually entails, which quite often people only associate it with one of the Ps, which is promotion as opposed yes. to product and pricing and everything. Um, I think that if you don't have good stakeholder managements, then you will fall into the trap of becoming a creative service department and then limit your own skills and growth opportunities from a career perspective because you haven't done anything strategic given you've been funnelled into the concept of marketing that someone else believes is your function. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a really good point. Is there um, misconceptions you think that people who haven't entered the marketing field have with their roles? Yeah, that social media will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> All of 
it's it's a whole one year olds out like there that. who think they're going to be social media managers, I give them six months and they'll realize it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone asks me like social and like I, you know, social to be honest, is really brand building and customer service management. I go, we tried social really early in my days and um, we realized really quickly that social doesn't convert to sales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. And it's all about engagement, which doesn't always lead to revenue. Um, yeah. So it's more like brand. It's got to be tagged with brand building and long tail forms of marketing as opposed to immediate. You can't just sell, sell, sell. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with social is the social proofing aspect of it, right? Like it's the validation of something you're already considering. And so, yeah, personally, I like am an advocate for it in that regard. But I just think it's, yeah, so funny that you see thing, people think that they're going to put a couple of photos on Instagram and that'll be the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go viral. I can <laughs> confirm it is not the best thing ever. <laughs> That was always um, my approach as well. I always say to people, like, the greatest thing about social is that you can almost track and monitor word-of-mouth activity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, not as fun. You know, we had, um, when I was working, you know, at Qantas, I, we had to rotate our staff every six months on social media. Yeah. Because yeah. mentally it can be. That's it. That's the lifespan. <laughs> I'm a social media manager. As you've heard in our conversation, there are lots of different ways that you can structure your marketing team and how you can plan your marketing function within your business. However, as you begin your journey in business, if you're starting out small, quite often the marketing function is a creative service or someone that helps you manage social media or complete what you would classify as marketing tasks. Now, once your business begins to grow, that looks a little bit differently. And that's because marketing shifts from a creative and execution service that supports the business owner and founder, and it shifts to a strategic direction. Now, at the beginning, as a business owner and founder, you're driving the strategic marketing function um, and direction, which is exactly why you only need junior level staff to execute on that or freelancers to complete your design artwork. But as you grow your business, you need to avoid falling into the trap of continuing to grow your marketing function in that mindset. You need to shift and employ marketing skills that are strategic and aligned to business objectives and take on your vision for the business at an extended level because they're bringing on external marketing specific strategic advice and experience to the organization. Now within that team, there may be a creative services arm and a strategic arm, but it depends on how much budget you have and how much um, you're insourcing and outsourcing when it comes to marketing material. Now that will look different if you're B2C, B2B or B2B2C. But it's important to remember, however you structure your marketing team and its functions, that marketing is not a creative services department. 
independently. Yes, there are creative service elements that may be insourced or potentially outsourced. However, the marketing strategic leader chooses to structure the team depending on your organization's budget and the need for creative services. But more importantly, marketing and any marketing leader should play a strategic function within your organization. That means that they should bring it be bringing to the table their knowledge about the customer and contribute to things like return on investment, as well as sales targets, as well as um, product development and pricing because they know the customer best and they can strategically advise based on those insights. And that wraps up today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I will speak to you guys next time.